Nurses station. Hey everybody, welcome back to the tenth floor. It's me, Matt. Hi everybody, it's Cat. Hey, hi, hello, hey, hey, hey there. Get get on out of that. Get on out of that waiting room. Get on out of there. The air conditioner is I broken. Sure it's getting too hot. I sure hope you haven't been in that waiting room for three hours. Oh, the waiting room hasn't been open for three hours, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, I mean, follow us on Twitter if, if you're not at 10th Floor GH for all the updates and you'll you'll, you'll be apprised of these uh, special times that we come on sometimes. So, hey, if you're there, if you're able to if you're able to join us, I'm so happy that you're here. Hi. Hi. You know, Chandra here. Chandra's course. Lean the army. <laughs> Making sure that everybody and gets she's a really the good elevator. leader too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly's in here. Um, who else is chatting so far? Chandra and Kelly, Mary Woods. Hello, Mary. Uh, and Sandy. Hey, Sandy. Is that so far? And Susan. Hey, Susan. Hi, everybody. So, so far, that's it. That's it. But that's okay. It's a special time. Yes. There's still so much to talk about General Hospital this week, too. I mean, Cur Curtis can't feel his legs. I know. <laughs> Heather, well, we saw that writing on the wall there. Well, of course. Uh, Heather, Heather shows up. Cyrus shows up in a big Pittenville visit episode. Drew is there. Carly is there. Um, goodness gracious, Sasha has has stabbed people with lime with a lime cutting knife <laughs> from the bar. A party knife. A party knife. Party yeah. knife. Hey, Jacarius. Um, oh, see, I just said Jacarius. There he is. Hi, Drew. <laughs> I just uh, said Jacarius. I just said like two minutes ago. Where's Jacarius? Well, he's here. Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, so lots, lots of stuff. Lots, lots of crazy shenanigans happening this week on General Hospital. Lots of, lots of reaction happening out there in the fan world. Lots of, lots of updates too as to what's going on with the production of General Hospital going forward as well. Uh, so, heck, let's start with that. We know everybody's on strike, supporting the WGA and, and SAG during this. Hopefully they get what they want, and very quickly, so everybody can get back to work, entertaining us, and mostly continuing to make these executives the millions of dollars. It's not like they're like, hey, stop making so much more than we do. They're just saying, pay us more, please. <laughs> so anyway, while that's going on, we're in a transitionary period, officially, uh, completely understood as of now. We are getting into non-normal writers, putting these yeah. words in the mouths of your favorite General Hospital characters. Ficord writers, scab writers, however it is you want to describe them, are now the ones that are pinning the story. But Yeah, however, like, like, like starting like right now, huh? Starting like right now, like Monday or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um... So, so that that's definitely happening, but 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 comma but 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 but, um. So we know that filming is at least five weeks ahead of time. Mm hmm. But script writing is even more ahead of time than that. Yeah. And we also know that they had just come to the end of the outlines that were written by the head writers, when we were at the convention. Which means yeah. even though we are getting written by new writers, the outlines that they are working with for the time being. Are going to be are going to be from the original head writers, so they don't have to think about storyline. They just have to fill in the lines. They have to fill in the lines. They have to fill in the lines. Uh, at least yes. for the next, I guess, month or so until they run out. Or uh, this next month of shows, I'm going. Now this is all confirmed, right? And we don't work for General Hospital, okay? Don't take this as gospel, please. <laughs> but from our understanding, I through the conversations that we've had, that people who do work, I'm sorry. 
they don't care about us either. <laughs> but from our understanding of from conversations that we have to people who do work for General Hospital, they came to the end of the Outlines convention time, which was only two months ago. So we're, we're getting the words from the new writers. Story beats should still be from the outline of the original people, at least for the next month or so. And then who knows what's going to happen in Port Charles. And then they're going to have to think about story. Now they're going to have to continue that, right? it on their own. Yeah. Or <laughs> the strike could be over, but more than likely, at least for a little bit, even if the, even if the strike ends quickly, don't you think that they're about, you know, where they're going to have to come up with something soon? Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. They're absolutely at a, at a point where they're going to have to come up with something. Mm -hmm. I mean, they've had to come up. They had, they had to start coming up with something two months ago. Mm -hmm. So that means that soon <laughs> that something is going to be on our air. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, last time this happened in Soap World, it was a, it was a big what to do. It's a big thing. Like all kinds of crazy nonsensical things happened. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember. I wasn't watching at the time, so I can't tell you of, like, my fondest memories of these weird, strange things that happened during uh, the last writer strike in Soapland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, well, I, and I wasn't, I, I do remember their writer strike, but um, I wasn't, I, I, I wasn't thinking about it like I do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was a completely different soap-watching world back then. Yeah. And I was, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm, and now I'm talking to you about it, mm -hmm. you know, which is prompting more thought. Yeah. Where before I was just pretty much a consumer. You were just consuming That's... it. You weren't analyzing it. You weren't thinking about right. the greater meaning of anything. Exactly. <laughs> and I've not in the past viewed television like you, where you have always kind of done that naturally, mm -hmm. where I did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, Krista, for the con uh, for the um, uh, official contribution. Um, writer for the show, Shannon Pace, posted on her private Instagram account that that stuff starts on July 25th, Tuesday. That's what I read. Yeah. That's what I read this morning. <laughs> exactly that. Uh, and the Suds in the Squared Circle is here with us in the chat. Hey there, Vinny from Suds in the Squared Circle. He says that Bob Iger from CEO Disney, Disney, owner of General Hospital. <laughs> I guess he said that um, actors and writers are all replaceable. So I guess this thing probably isn't going to come to an end anytime soon. Well, I hate to think that. You know, I don't want it. I don't, gosh, I don't want either side to dig in their heels. Well, I mean, when, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of focus on the writers and the actors who are striking, but we also need to keep in mind the hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of other people that don't get job opportunities right now. That builders, ah. designers, makeup, wardrobe, transportation, all that kind of stuff that would be making yeah. a buck off of this don't have any productions to be working in right now. So yeah. it's a very, very, very big ripple effect in this. So. There is. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, mm. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's our weekly contribution to Strike Land, everybody. Let's get into Soap Land, okay? Because like we said at the top of this thing, so many crazy things happen in, in Port Charles uh, this week. Hey, Krista. Um, Some crazy things did happen. Crazy things did happen. But, you know, let, let's, talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about casting news. Let's talk about, let's talk about Molly. Let's talk about new Molly. Okay, let's talk about Molly. Let's talk about new Molly. What do you think about new Molly? I thought 
New Molly was fine. You thought New Molly? I liked New Molly more than um, previous. Previous Molly. What was her name? Sunday, right? Um, Holiday. 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 Holiday Kriegel. Okay. Yeah. I liked um, Brand New Molly more than the other one. Mm -hmm. And um, I thought that uh, her first scenes were kind of meaty, you know, because she had to get upset. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she had to, to walk onto that set and be upset. like, okay, all right, from my understanding, my sister, and then this is how I feel about it. Okay, and this is my big yelling at her scene. Okay, mm-hmm. here we go. <laughs> yeah. And as far as what she, how she looks, I mean, I've heard some rumblings like she looks too old. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Ollie and Christina aren't that far apart in age. No, 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 no. No. And when, okay, we're going to get into it because the cover art that I used for today's episode is the New Davis Sisters. Uh, we're going to explain it through soap logic. Because of the, there, there's a big Twitter reaction. We'll just call it Twitter reaction because Twitter reaction is very different than Facebook reaction, which is different than Reddit reaction, which is different than the reaction of people who don't participate in any platform whatsoever. So Twitter reaction was very focused on the age of the actress who was playing Molly. It's yeah, unfortunate, I've... you know, because even at the convention, they were talking about ageism in Hollywood, and it's very difficult as a soap actress to find that pocket in which, you know, you, you can work, uh-uh. you know, um, you know, uh, the, the three actresses <clears throat> actually at the convention, it was, uh, uh, gosh, it was Finola Hughes on that panel. Um, Joe Fielder mm-hmm. had nothing to say about it, uh, <laughs> but it was Finola and then, you know, other seasoned actresses. I don't remember exactly who mm-hmm. they were at the, at the time, um, but they were all very grateful and lucky or felt very grateful and felt Lynn very lucky. Lynn was up there that time. Lynn was up there. Lynn Herring, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they had found their niche in soaps and this, these established, well-loved characters that have lasted the test of time and have carried mm-hmm. their careers through the decades and have mm-hmm. had content for them at every different little stage in their life, whether it be the young <laughs> ingenue into the mother, into the grandmother, or into the, you know, whatever yes. it is that, that GH needs them, for them to play. They're super Those happy about that. Those characters have grown. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's a super wonderful perspective on their part. Uh, and it's just unfortunate to see the realities of that, the things that they might have experienced, or not even might have, but definitely experienced in their time as actresses in soaps, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so it's just, it's sad to see. It's sad to see because she is, she, I thought she did a great job. Um, when I it thought comes she did down, too. And when it comes down to it, this, it, this is Molly from here on now until they change their minds. This is a permanent oh. recasting of Molly Davis. Well, I did notice, I did notice when they announced it, because they did that whole, the, you know, the roll by of Molly, blah, 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 will be played by. They did that. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say temporarily pay play They didn't. They didn't. And they did say that the this last time. This is a permanent recasting of Molly. That has been confirmed. Um, it's, it's, this is, this is who, this is who it is. This is, this is who we got, like it or not. This is the face of Molly going forward. The story, like it or not, is moving forward as well. Well, I like Molly 3 better than Molly 2. How's that? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, hey, okay, when it comes I down do. to it, and explaining this into soap logic, why is this, um, okay, let, let, let's, just, let's just state facts. Let's just state facts here. None of the Davis sisters are in their 20s anymore. These characters, with their new actresses, have been Sora's up 
from being, being mid-20s and late-20s to early-30s, 33, I 34. Not, I did not think about that before, but I think you're... Because I didn't think about... I don't think of sorezing in, adult you know, form, adult right? years. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, now that you mentioned that, I agree with you. So I, um, I think that they made a purposeful effort... From- in casting both actors both actors that they cast are uh, pr- present an older demeanor than the previous actors oh i agree there, christina there's, there's the, the, yes more and the young adult, lady playing christina as well there, there's a more maturity quote unquote i don't even know the right word to ascribe to it uh, but there's more maturity there's more adultness in it's less i don't know what to say without being mean <laughs> you know what i mean um yeah uh, and uh, I think that that's important for the topic that they're trying to cover with this um, mm-hmm. when it comes to having more maturity in maybe some of your acting choices, uh, yeah. approaching and something now, sensitive. And, you know, and I have to say, I have to give Kelly some props, okay? She kind of did this seamlessly. Seriously? Like. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Monaco has done this seamlessly, you know, with the switch of their sisters. And mm-hmm. I don't think Nancy's done a bad job either. No, not at all. Not at all. No, no, I have no idea what their opinions are behind the scenes as to the choices that were made when it comes to the casting. Now, one of them was purposeful. They chose to go in a different direction when it came to Christina. The yep. other one was circumstance. It was. It was and not it's just intention. unfortunate. It's unfortunate that they happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. It really is. It is. It is. It is. I mean, because it, I do think they were going to leave Haley alone. Oh, you know, yeah. I think that she was meant to play play throughout uh, this. And it's, yeah. you know, it's a lost opportunity for her. But, you know, maybe a lesson out there for people who are watching on the sidelines, too, when it comes to, you know, just designated drivers, making good choices out there. Because you have no idea what, what good night is going to turn into a bad night, which snowballs into something that you never expected for your life. Yeah, but, you know... I agree with you 100%. And I hope people are a little more, you know, thoughtful of and maybe making a pre-plan. But when you've had a couple too many, well, a lot of times you think you're like made out of steel and you you don't have any, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you don't make that Mm pre-plan of how you're going to end your night until you're, you know, wasted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah the pre-plan has to be an actual pre-plan yeah 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 and sure. then you'll be fine yeah 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 so, but, you, you know, know make, you don't want to go out party like that every night either, uber you know that's part of the reason why those rideshare apps were were developed uh you know make it easier to get home don't have to wait on a cab and you know and 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 nowadays too i believe that you know if you're in a bar or something um if you're too inebriated they'll call uber for you yeah 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 just you know? Just make, just, just make them, just make them. But uh, there's a lot of positive reaction in our chat over Kate Mancy specifically, who's taken over the role of Christina. Uh, she, she, she. Uh, Kate Mancy is camouflage, says Melissa. She, she blends right into a scene. Um, and that's true. I, uh, I, I'm, I've really accepted uh, Kate as Christina at this point. It, it was very well, quick for me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to like a long, you know, a longer scene between her and Sunny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you this know, was the scene that Sunny was talking about at the convention, because clearly at this point, they're airing what we, they were filming when we were down there. Because he was at the convention, he said, I just did a scene with her, I just did a scene with her. And I mm-hmm. dug myself down and downstairs, and I said, don't be, don't be, uh, don't be mean. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he actually said, a mean, a mean started with a D. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, don't be an ick. Um, uh-huh. is, uh, is what he told himself. And he went upstairs and, and he did that scene. I thought it was a nice little scene between the two of them. I really think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it establishes the maturity, the, the adult, uh, nature, um, the characters are older. When it comes down to it, Sam, Sam's is nearly 50. Uh, Michael is 38. I mean, I don't know how old Chad Duel is, but Michael's 38. Okay. Uh, he's, he's pushing 40. Well, I tell you what, you can have a kid turn 40 and it sneaks up on you. I should know. <laughs> uh, and then when it comes down to it, um, when, when, when it comes to Molly, Molly is an ADA now. And that's not something that people usually achieve by the age of 25. The number of ADAs out there in the United States that are the age of 25 is less than 5%. I, I looked up the statistic you did. to reinforce my argument that these, that these <laughs> characters are older now. Uh. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I didn't think about that before, but you know, now that you brought it up and I think about scenes, yes. And it kind of like, um, and at the same time compared to other scenes mm-hmm. with the three Davises girls together, yeah. it's, um, there is a level of, um, less girl and more, more woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I'm totally with them, totally sold. And then also on that nature, just the final fact for everybody here. I want this I want everybody to sink this in because this is the most essential part of soap logic that I'm about to paint when it comes to accepting new Molly and the ages the age up of the Davis sisters because there's been resistance. Cameron Weber was born before Molly. Mm. Mm. Cameron Weber was war- born in 2004, Molly was born in 2005. Molly is a college graduate, an ADA, through law school, past the bar, has experience, <laughs> all kinds of nonsense. While Cameron Weber is a sophomore in college. Yeah. I rest my case. You just <laughs> have to go with it, huh? <laughs> so, and did you know, when, when was Jocelyn born? Oh, I don't know when Jocelyn was born. I don't know when no Jocelyn was born. But I learned I learned yesterday on the on the Days of Our Lives podcast that I did yesterday with Angela. Mm-hmm. I did yesterday here on the here on the channel. Explore the channel. Go find it. Uh, Days for Dummies. Um, they have this couple on Days of Our Lives, Kristen and Brady. They uh-huh. have a baby together. Kristen, you know she's 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 a soap actress. She's ageless. You know, I have no idea how old this character is supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they have Brady, who you know he's he's, he's looking like you know maybe like a thirty. 8 to 41 type of range, you know? Mm-hmm. These characters have a children, child together. She's like eight. She's like what? She, she, The child is like eight. Okay. I saw a photo, a flashback photo of these characters, Brady and Kristen, the parents of this child, in like 1992 or something like that. Where Kristen, uh-huh. same ageless... Is this late... the couple that has Rachel... Yes. Okay. Late, okay. I'm catching up. Same, 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 same ageless late twenties something, or maybe I don't know how old mm-hmm. you're supposed to be. Kristen mm-hmm. with a five-year-old Brady. Okay. Do you remember? <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. Right. Do you, remember, folks. Sorry. <laughs> do you remember now? What was that actress's? Who was that? What was the character? The woman? There's Kristen? Brady and there's Kristen. Okay. Do you remember her on All My Children? 
There was a Kristen on All My Children. Oh, do you remember that actress? Oh, no, I don't. I don't. She'd had a look that I can't place because I have recognized her. I'm like, who is this person? She's not that. She's not this person. She's not the person. Who is she? So I guess I must have recognized her from All My Children then. She was a kook on All My Children. She was a kook? A kook? She was kooky. (laughs) No, All My Children (laughs) only did kooky. (laughs) Yeah. I watched... uh... Days of Our Lives, I watched Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, okay. So you saw the whole gun situation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, scary stuff. Anyway, that's another show. That's for that's for that's for days. That's yeah, for that's for that's, go, that's go, for another go show. Go watch that one. And Ma and I will join us join us every once in a while too, talking about days of our lives. Anyway. Yeah. Um, it did fit Molly's character to be an overachiever at a young age, so being a DA didn't bother me, says Krista. You know, when it comes down to it, you approach you you know, we approach the soaps the way that we approach the soaps and we feel how we feel how we feel. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that take but that's just not the take the show took yeah yeah <laughs> and molly but historically you're right though molly has always been an overachiever and really really smart and good at pretty much everything she did mm-hmm. pretty much okay regardless the character is 29 30 now <laughs> yeah christina yeah, is, she is 33 34 yeah she is <laughs> and 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 yeah yeah, and Sam's 39 or 38 or 40. Yes. <laughs> yes, she if, is. If, if I don't not, think if her not even almost more. 50 like you do. Uh, Kelly Monaco herself is, is nearly 50. That's why I said that. You know, if, I, yeah. if, we're, if we're gonna judge these characters by the real actors' ages, then that's then that's what I'm going with. Um JT had to uh, JT JT TJ. TJ had to go through medical school. They're the same age. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, that's been something I've said before. You can be a doctor. You can be a doctor. In a second. A lawyer or a nurse in no time. In no time at all. Well, you know, I mean, if if uh, Molly has already somehow skipped Cameron when it comes to uh, previously being younger and now being older, all of those years in high school between TJ and Molly, you can just say we're from different actors. A different time, a different story, and not the one they're telling now. You know, when they were teenagers, teenagers, um, the two of them, the most of their scenes were in Kelly's. Uh-huh. TJ behind the counter with Sean mm-hmm. and Molly coming in to hey, you know, complain about the newest thing. <laughs> but they didn't have, they didn't really like. <laughs> They didn't push romance with TJ and Molly when they were teenagers at all. They just always been together. They just always like been Corey together. and Topanga. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big news when it comes to Kelly. Soap Opera Digest has announced that coming soon, Carly is going to be taking over Kelly's as the owner. Not because Bobby has passed away, but because Carly needs something to do. So Bobby's given Kelly's to her. This was a well, plot beat that was written before wow, Jackie Zeman's passing. Really? Yes. Well, that's kind of awesome. Well, I saw a preview on Friday mm-hmm. about and 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 uh, Carly is telling Jocelyn about some kind of something they've acquired. 
it's Kelly. so it's it's Kelly's. It's Kelly's. So so Carly is is now going to be running Kelly's. Is I guess is going to be the the next future plot point plot plan for her. Oh, I want Carl. I love it. And that, you know what? I would love it too if it took her down a notch or two, too. You know, a little humbleness. <laughs> I would love that. So for them to write Carly with a little bit of, hey, you know what? I'm not the, I'm not as great. I'm not, you know, I'm not. <laughs> I, I I can fall like anybody else. Um, so hey, Willie. I like that. I want her behind the counter, like hitting the bell yeah. to tell the waitress orders up. <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna. Start, she's gonna have to. I mean, she's gonna have to work. She's gonna have to take orders. She's gonna have to be behind the counter, work the register, pour the coffee. Kelly's isn't somewhere where you sit in the corner and it's like, oh, I'm going to deal with the high end business. Oh, the catering truck has been late today. How are we going to be doop doop doop? I mean, not unless that's well, what they're gonna do to Kelly's and turn it into some sort of like Metro Court oh. Junior. You leave Kelly's alone. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> hey, so did, what did you think? Um, well, that's a different storyline. Never mind. Well, we can continue talking about Kelly's because people are afraid. They're afraid that they're going to be changing that set. They're afraid that that Carly's going to get her hands on it. But you know what, Ma? You know we went to that convention. I don't know if anybody out there knows that we went to the General Hospital convention because <laughs> um, we don't ever talk about it. Um, but we on that set tour, lucky enough to see Kelly's there. Um, and something that MK Weir talked about was how old the set is and how pretty much proud that they are, that it's still in, up and in rotation. Um, it's safe, in my opinion. I don't and, think that they're going to be Kelly's doing anything is, to the set of Kelly's. The set of Kelly's, you guys, is really well built. There's nothing foam of that thing, okay? There's no painted foam in that set. No. <laughs> No, that's real wood. Yeah, yeah, that is that that is a real expensive set from many years ago. Um, mm -hmm. It was built and designed to last, like things in the '60s were built and designed to do, or '70s. I don't remember when Kelly showed up. Well, wait, she said that I, I remember. Would she say like we're like one twenty-three or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like mo yeah. all of the current sets are in like the thousands when it comes to the set numbers, yes. and this one is in the low hundreds. Yes. So it is. I, it is mm -hmm. the oldest set that they still have. Now, I could see them doing something ridiculous like this, though, because it is a soap opera. Yeah. <laughs> so she changes things, and everybody hates it, mm -hmm. and she changes it back. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that might be interesting. That might be really interesting, actually, because then, then, then people could have a fit, and then they can feel vindicated, even though it mm -hmm. was the plan the whole time. <laughs> Hey, Leanne. Welcome to the show, Leanne. Leanne's here, Milo. Hey, Leanne. <laughs> uh, so does that mean they are not changing Kelly's? In, in my opinion, no. I don't think that they're going to be changing Kelly's. Uh, again, as always, when it comes to the 10th floor, don't take this as any sort of official statement from the show or anything. We don't work for them. Um, but from conversations no, we that we had with we people think. who do work sometimes for the show. Sometimes we're full of beans. Sometimes we're close and sometimes we're just like totally we, we declared that Danny beans. was dead a year ago. Okay. We <laughs> thought he was blown up by Cyrus Renault. This was going to be the big thing, the big wrench between Jason and Sam. The thing that was going to make them never be able to reconcile because their boy, their only boy was killed because Jason was targeted. That didn't happen. Nothing nope. like that happened. Nope. Dustin and, and Dev died instead. Lulu went into a coma. We didn't predict any of that stuff. <laughs> no. We had no idea any of that was happening. We're like, there should have been Lulu off, really? They're done with Lulu? <laughs> Lulu felt like a safe character. Wow. You know, that, that's what we said. That's what we said. <laughs> uh, Kelly says she's, she's for anything so long as they don't change the BLT. 
could <laughs> I could see that would be kind of funny actually. To have Carly change the menu and raise the prices, but leave it the set the way it is. <laughs> change the menu, raise the prices, and everybody say, What? <laughs> this ain't the Metro Court. We, we get off the high horse. <laughs> <laughs> they come in the portions are halved. Everything's a finger sandwich, and they're just like, what is, what, no, Charlie, you're missing the point of Kelly's. This isn't the spirit of Kelly's. And then everybody <laughs> needs to, like, come in and pray. Uh, if somebody breaks in and steals all the furniture, the community has to rally and, like, give them her lawn furniture. You know, that can be the set change. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Crazy Heather will break out of jail, come into Kelly's, take her by knife point, and say, change the menu, put the BLT back on. Listen for this. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you made the BLT eight dollars. Eight dollars? <laughs> bread, bacon, and lettuce, and a tomato. I was at eight dollars. <clears throat> Mayonnaise is expensive now. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> eggs, man. Eggs. <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. Uh, it was nice to see Heather this week, though. I love seeing Heather. Crazy, crazy Heather. Just showing up randomly, surprisingly. I didn't expect to see her. I didn't know that was happening. No, I didn't know it was happening either. And, you know, we only saw her because her daughter decided to go visit her. Well, yeah, I guess she's 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 suddenly has the uh, the the fires of finding out what happened to her, or connecting with her, understanding her family, her past. Something has been rekindled <laughs> inside of her from seeing the files in Alexis's office. Yes. And Alexis, you know, pretty much setting all that straight. Listen here, let's yep. see. Listen. We're not the same, okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, intense. And I, I'm, I'm starting to think that Esme's starting to remember bits and pieces. She might be starting to have some fazy, fuzzy, f tangential, right. weird understanding. You know, I'm getting things. the impression that perhaps, because she said something this week about how she felt about somebody. She uh, was. It was her parents. Yeah. Yeah, she was talking to Heather and Heather and Heather was like, Your parents were just like, Well, they were cold and distant. And the way she said it sounded like she remembered them being cold and distant. But exactly. then Heather was like, Oh, because Spencer told you and Esme was like, Yeah. So mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm starting to feel like perhaps Esme will get her memory back in little bites. Mm hmm Little flashes here and there. Bites. And and not necessarily a rush. Of memory. I remember all kinds of things, but I don't remember the crimes that I committed, so you still shouldn't shouldn't try me for them. <laughs> <laughs> I promise I don't remember doing those things to you. I promise I don't remember how and, putting And did you notice they your... got it they got a new set for Pettenville? So so that's I don't know if you caught this because again, there this is what's airing when we went to the convention, so there's a lot of references there. Um, when I was standing in the bathroom line, we were, I was talking to the to the person, and I'm like, oh, man, gosh, this is so exciting. This is the hallway that y'all use sometimes. Mm -hmm. and it's the hallway with the pipes in it, and it's kind of like this weird, like, industrial yeah. alley type of looking thing that leads yeah. into the, to where they keep the sets. Um, and so we were standing there waiting to use the restroom, and I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. This is the alley. And she goes, yeah, you know, we actually just use that room right there, which is actually a Grey's Anatomy break room. Uh <laughs> It's their little outdoor dining area that belongs yes. to Gray's. Uh, they yeah. said we actually we actually filmed for the first time ever. Just filmed something in there, and it turned yeah. out to be the Pentonville, um, I guess, group visiting area. Not visiting the secure area with one. The little round tables. Yeah, not the secure one with the phones, but like the open yeah. one. Yeah, the open one. 
like the low security one. Yeah. So I guess, I guess. I think, so I think then, then, all, you know, the lower security, you know, the one where they don't have to like keep everybody in the handcuffs and the foot cuffs with the right. guard guy, guiding them in and out with the phone. phone. No so red phone. That goes to show though, that Cyrus is, is earning status favor. I don't know. Good behavior might be earning him different uh, perks that he didn't have before. If exactly. he's now allowed to visit in this area. Like and evidently, he can just walk around when he wants to a little bit. He was bit. just sitting there chilling at the end of it, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. He's like reading a book. Seems he has a job. He has a, but what is Cyrus's job there? You know how everybody has a job when you. But he worked in the library. Didn't he work in the library? Yeah. Or he was but, in the library. And, oh, okay. So maybe he's got the book push cart. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe he's got, you know, that kind of <laughs> pushy job. But then, you know, that also gives him a lot of access, that gives him a lot of friends, that allows him to sneak shanks to Drew in the Bible. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm all for more Cyrus Renault. Always for more Cyrus Renault. I mean, we can call it Cyrus Renault's General Hospital for all I care. <laughs> you know, it's like the end nope. of Happy Days when they wanted to call it the Fonzie Hour. <laughs> um Sandy says she doesn't trust Esme. Her memories are coming back. So yeah, you got information there out there. Uh Brother Uncle Ponytail says Kelly, who is snowing people, she says. I believe that's a Canadian expression for lying through his teeth. So yeah. I, know, I guess we're gonna find out if and when he gets out, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, because I think we need more Cyrus Renault outside of jail and interacting with more people we got we got hallucinatory cyrus mm -hmm. yeah we sure did <laughs> <laughs> is that a word babe hallucinatory yes mm, i hope so <laughs> <laughs> hallucinatory is probably the correct word not hallucinatory whatever Whatever. Don't come here for the news. Uh, <laughs> uh, we got hallucin we got a hallucination, Cyrus. Uh, we got real mm -hmm. life, Cyrus. But what we don't have is Cyrus and Laura having scenes together, and that's what I want more no. of. No, because they're so and good. What? They just light everything up, and it's so brilliant, and it just it sparkles, and it's it it you know you know sometimes all right let, let let's let let's just let's just you don't you you know you know the the Fourth of July you got the you got the sparklers right. Yes. You light the sparklers. And nowadays it's like with smoke and then like, yeah. you know, it barely spits right. little sparks out, but it's mostly right. smoke. Right. Back in the day, you lit that thing and it was a tiny little firework, man. It like, sure was. It was super <laughs> awesome. When it was on the metal stick, right? Yeah. You know, and it was just like a perfect ball of just amazing awesomeness and just, oh, and that's what we get. With Cyrus and Laura is traditional Fourth of July sparkler from, you know, like the centennial, bicentennial Fourth of July celebrations. You know, <laughs> like it's nineteen seventy six. Nineteen seventy six. You are, you know, fourteen years old with a sparkler in the hand. Well, and I was fourteen years old. <laughs> I know. In that's why I said that. <laughs> fourteen years old with that with that sparkler in your hand, rolling your eyes because you're just too cool for this now. But you were doing it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And it was a memory and it was magical. And then that's just, it's, it's Cyrus and Laura for me. <laughs> <laughs> How's that for an extended metaphor, everybody? Uh, <laughs> well, I can't wait for Laura to come back. And JPS too. <laughs> oh, look at that. Chandra, thank you so much. Hallucinatory. Uh -huh. 
of <laughs> resembling a hallucination or inducing hallucinations. It is correct. Oh, man, I was just picking on my kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, the chat's backing me up, mama. Oh, I guess that? so. <laughs> uh, Leanne wants to know if recording Sasha breaks HIPAA, yes or no. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. See, this is a tough one for me. Um, I would imagine if he shared it with anybody, for sure. But psychologists often will record a session, will they not? Yes. So, but they weren't in a session environment. No, he was He was definitely, he, he pumped her up for full of drugs. He was coercing her into saying some sort of nonsense. Mm -hmm. So she could get locked up in the lonely bin just like she's been done. Happened to her. Would I tell you what? Well, he took it to an extreme that Gladys didn't quite expect. Gladys just wanted her to act as like she did back when she blew it on the other the show. Yeah, she wanted her. She to wanted like, oh, her Liam. to have meltdown. Liam, oh Liam, she didn't want. <laughs> she didn't. She yeah. didn't want her to be annihilated. No, she didn't intend for her to stab Cody, for her to be shipped off to Ferncliff, all of that kind of stuff. And when it comes to what's happening next with Sasha. Anything, 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 anything is still in the air when it comes to Sasha, and especially when it comes to what's next when it comes to this particular plot line, because everybody's out there going, oh, well, this is it for Sasha. We're not going to see her because she's going to start her maternity leave and have her baby that she already had two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and so that's just, that doesn't sync with the filming schedule. Um, and then on top of that as well, um, I have it, you know, on very good authority that the scene that Sasha shot, a stabbing Cody, was the first scene that Sasha did after having the baby. And returning to work. And returning to work. So any sort of break to have this child has already been done. And then on top and of that. obviously she did not take a bunch of time off. No, no. I really think that her filming schedule allowed her for her to have the time that she needed. It's not like her character was up to much physically before. Um, being a pregnant actor, it's kind of easy sometimes uh, mm -hmm. when it comes to the accommodations a show can make for you. Uh, on top of that as well, um, after very recently, in like the beginning of July, they took an extended filming break as well. So mm -hmm. any sort of like, you know, bonding time that she might have wanted to have could have been baked into there. And then we also know from the convention that Jackie Zeman is still credited to this day for creating a very mother positive environment at General Hospital, yes. which makes it easy to bring your kid to work. To have yes. the time off that you need to go to an appointment to schedule your filming around whatever it is, Little League Games even. Yes. And that is because of Jackie Zeman's influence. The popularity of Bobby Spencer and the importance of Jackie Zeman paved this path. Is so it? Sophia Matson doesn't seem to necessarily need to take any time off. Does that mean that, that we're going to still see full-time Sasha? I, I don't know. I don't know what's written. But it's not necessary. They might super off the fern cliff and leave her there for two or three weeks, you know, and not even show her. We no. don't know. No, but we could also oh, have no. something like Cameron Matheson. You know, clearly he shot some stuff before leaving because yeah. it's not like he flew back over to film one day with uh, <laughs> with Laura Wrighton and, and go back to Hallmark Land. You know, that would have had to have yeah. been done ahead of time. You're right. Hmm. <laughs> oh, Melissa, I like this. Gladys and Cyrus, the Pentonville love story we need. Cyrus is able to reach into the heart of Gladys and redeem that twisted, broken woman. 
she doesn't mean to be as bad as she is, folks. All of these people who are like, I can't wait for Sunny to shoot this B-word need to cool your jets. I don't want Gladys to be shot, but no, I know <laughs> I don't. But honestly, with what she's done, I just don't see her being redeemable. I really don't. Mm -hmm. no, she definitely to me, needs to go to town, though. Get, get whether it be your daughter-in-law, whether you be your daughter-in-law or the daughter that you gave birth to, mm -hmm. um, that's effing with your kids. <laughs> and she's willing to do that. She is willing to do that. I, I just, I just don't think she needs to die. She can be shipped out of town. Absolutely, I'm totally for that. I don't know if she needs to be like necessarily stabbed no, on purpose. On purpose, maybe she can accidentally die. I'll take an accidental death. I don't want Gladys to die. <laughs> I want her to even be able to come back someday yeah. or this and that. But man, I just, I want what to happen. What I said last week, I want Sasha to get well enough to tear her down verbally. Yes. And hopefully that'll happen at Ferncliff. I'm hoping that we get, we get time in, in Ferncliff so. of her realizing what's going on. Of people coming to her aid and stopping that evil Dr. Montague from continuing his evil assault. All of that stuff. Now, if someone kills Dr. Montague, I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, I'm good with that. You're good with that one. And just like that crazy doctor that was all trying to feel up on, on Liesl. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty stabbed him. I was just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chandra agrees Gladys does not need to die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but Leanne's going to find out. She's going to reach out to her court TV attorney buds and find out if um, recording that session with Sasha was was right or wrong or illegal or hip or what. <laughs> Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> it wasn't okay. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I mean, I think that it was just. But I love the way Diane mm -hmm. marched there and told him. Oh, I love Diane. That's exactly what I was going into too, because it just, it allowed an opportunity for Diane to Diane all over that room. Exactly. <laughs> don't answer another question. Turn that recording off. I'm her uh -huh. attorney. I outrank you in this situation. Her legal rights are way more important than whatever the hell it is you're doing in here. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm totally, and I was I, totally uh, into it. Loved it. I loved it too. And I loved the little scene between Ro between Robert and uh, Diane too, realizing they were on the same side right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, getting to the truth of the matter. Killer Miller is what he calls her as if she's a boxer. <laughs> Killer oh, mother, man. but you know she came. She she walked in. She she did her thing. She did her Diane thing all over that thing. She all over that place. She took control of the situation, which yeah, is what she, she does. Did. Even when Sunny thinks he's in control of the situation, Diane's still in control. Yep, she's like, and he was relieved too. He had a, he had a shade of relief over him when they said Diane's in there with her. Huh. Get Didn't it. he? It's gonna get out of there. It's gonna get out of there. Okay. Now, now that Dr. Montague really needs to die. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, he, he is the evil, terrible doctor who really is just taking advantage of his, his position, his, his, his just authority over the situation, whatever it is that you want to attest to it. There's a lot of people out there that are, that are very unhappy that the storyline is happening just because they feel as though it's um, not an, appro an appropriate approach to what could happen when you're seeking help for mental health. And all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but, you know, just a quick reminder that... Yeah, I can understand that. I didn't think about that before, but I kind of understand that. I, I get it. But then also, you know, at the same time, 
it's a, it's, a, it's a general hospital. Evil doctors have always existed. You know, what's the difference between mm-hmm. Dr. David Hayward's, you know, saying you have cancer so you could push to, you, so he could push you to do something and say, I lied about it the whole time mm-hmm. uh, versus this, you know. Um, but, you know, like I said earlier at the top of the hour, the show is what it is for you. There's no wrong way to feel about it. So, anyway. It's, it is hard to see Sasha go through so much, though. That's it why we want to see it her, is. like, come out of this thing on top. Yeah, you know, after the last thing that happened to her with Brando passing away, yeah. I, we wanted to see some something triumphant for um, Sasha, and she immediately went into the storyline of uh, of um, Gladys uh, stealing mm-hmm. everything she has. Yeah, uh, so... Well, and not everything yet. She just wants to continue to have access to it just so she can continue to gamble. It's way out of Gladys's control. Yeah. Way out of Gladys's control. Gladys has messed up so bad. This snowballed in a way that she was not anticipating or wanted. But, girl, it, mm, Gladys. Yeah, I know. Uh, she you know, feels, I know she feels terrible now. I think what's I, ultimately, ultimately, this is what I feel. This is what I feel is going to happen. The guilt is going to overtake Gladys to a point where she confesses to what's been going on. There's going to be. I want. I want it because because you know Sasha realizes. You know, Gladys is visiting Sasha in Ferncliff. Sasha is just like, I, I, this, you did this to me. This only mm-hmm. answer is you did this to me, and to have that tear down that you want. And for that to lead into Gladys leaving for a clip and being like, I can't continue to do this. Right. And then maybe she has to go away because Sonny puts her into protection to protect her from Ms. Wu. And then we never see Gladys again. That That's why happen. she can never come back to town. That's why the character is done for. That's why we don't need to dust her off ever again. Is because she's forever in hiding. Like Aiden. Yeah. <laughs> Curtis should have never let that woman use that back room. He really needed that file on his dad because his dad just wasn't ah. saying nothing and Jordan wasn't going to break the law for Curtis anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Venny from Suds and Squared Circle Podcast wants uh, Austin to be uh, Todd in disguise. Witness protection, Todd in disguise. I do not. However, I was actually thinking about this. I watched Friday's show today for the first time, not a lot watching it a second time, but watching mm-hmm. it for the first time because I've been so busy. Um, <clears throat> and I was thinking about how the character of Austin has changed since they sh- first showed him. Significantly. The different chapters of Austin have been so different. There's no doofiness left in him, is there? Not right now. Like, that, that innocence that sort of kind of existed with yeah, Austin. That, that silly fun. Yeah. Silly fun is gone. It's not I there wouldn't anymore. even trust Austin to be in the same room for Lee, with Leo for very long now. <laughs> He's changed a lot. So Sonny's right. Sonny's right to be like, there's something wrong with this guy. There, he is right. There is something wrong with this guy. I can't wait to see it. I think I think there, even though I know Roger, it's always the same thing for Roger. Yeah. It, always put him in that same little niche they tried to not i mean we 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 saw that they tried to not and ultimately they had to in their opinions i suppose you know Um, but you know ah, roger you play bad so good it is you know it's 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 the the how do i describe this how do i say this best it's like that um 
it's like that shine. Uh, no, it's weird to say because it's not a real comparison, but it's like shining up something dirty um, that you can still see is kind of <laughs> dirty and gritty, but it still is shiny. You uh -huh. know, it's like that. That's what he. That's what he gets. That's what. That's what Todd was. That's what Franco was. Uh, is just this dirty person that's been shined up real nice, but not turned up sideways and stuck. And, up and actually, they've been really smart about how they wrote it. Where like, where they're actually calling out the chapters. Yeah. Well, he tried this and it didn't mm -hmm. work with the chord mains. <laughs> then he tried with Maxine and did you know? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. his different ways to get in somewhere. Get in mm -hmm. to, you know, everything of Port Charles, trying to be part of the elite of Port Charles. Trying to get into this cast somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Has, you know, and be good. Hasn't really worked. And they actually wrote that into the story. And I think we were on to something. Austin is, man. Austin is involved. Okay. He is. He is involved. 100 percent 100 percent and i think you might be onto something with him being his own boss a little bit boom boom it's just like i wrote it all right general hospital reach out to me <laughs> all right frank valentini i know I you're watching i'm ready okay i live nearby i'm not that far and even then the writers that write for your show right now don't even live in the state they don't even live in the state there's no writer's room at prospect park if i wanted to be at set it would be awkward and weird mm -hmm. <laughs> can you imagine and I'm just being goofball mom, okay? Can you imagine, though, how inspired you would be if you could go down there and sit in the white writer's room? That's what I would prefer. When I was doing and plays... And not do it remotely. Yeah, when I was doing plays back in high school, um, and a little bit beyond, I did. Uh, I, would, I would go to every rehearsal, even if I wasn't required. Because mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was a good time. It was fun. Um, it helped when it came to the relationships that I had with the cast and the overall understanding of everything that I was doing in this play too. Uh, cause I understood the story that was being told in my part of it because I was there watching it grow and develop and understanding it along with the rest of the mm -hmm. cast. So, um, I mean, I would prefer to do something like that, but if they're going to be like, lock the door, you're not allowed in here. It's a closed set. But of course I wouldn't push myself in. Mm -hmm. I've just become a director. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Dallas Gatlin Holt, evil twin. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what. Well, I I am I am really interested in what he's going and who he really is and what he's going to do. And I and I love the scene between he and Sonny as well. It was, I, I liked it with the four of them at the table. The girls were so uncomfortable. Yes. That's so uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially, I've never seen Ava drink her martini like this before, you know? Like, she was just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very, very, very uncomfortable. She's in a very uncomfortable spot. Um, you know, there's been commentary Both too. Both of the like, girls were terribly uncomfortable. Well, I mean, because Nina, I don't know, I don't know, uh, just, you know, Nina's. <sighs> Nina. <laughs> Well, I mean, they, at this point, I think Nina, I, Nina would love to see Sonny and Ava just get along, you know. Yeah, you know, it's like she's to nervous hang about, out a little about bit. there's just so much she's nervous about. And a lot of it's her own doing, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so, you know, um, but yeah, Ava, Ava drinking all, all funky weird, uh, definitely very <laughs> uncomfortable by the situation. Other people have said, oh, I don't understand why she hasn't like dealt with Mason uh, like she's dealt with people in the past and stuff. And it's, you know, because of the effects of his threats, I think. 
He, he pretty, I think so. I think so too. I think she's. I think she's uh, scared for her daughter. How many times have people come after Avery at this point now? Too, you know. Yeah, that'd be enough to scare her. It's been like three or four times that her enemies have been like, "Here's a bear," yeah, well, and that's a Corinthos child kid. That's a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Sonny's kids. That happens to all his kids all the time. Michael numerous times. <laughs> Christina numerous times. Happens to them. <laughs> Only one maybe that has kind of escaped it a little bit is Dante because nobody knew Sonny was his daddy at the time when he was little. But but I mean he also was locked away in in Hungary or something or or Turkey or wherever it was and came back with terrible PTSD and had to go live with the WSB. So you know stuff happened. Mm -hmm. Hey Jean, Jeannie's late. What's your excuse, Jeannie? <laughs> because we're late too, probably. Oh probably. Uh, Chandra said that uh, Ava with that knife though. LOL, <laughs> it's true. And there, there's that Ava that everybody wants to see, right? Where she's like, yep. I'm sure a doctor's going to need that hand, right? Yep. <laughs> I like um, it. Yeah, like you're it. totally right when it comes to Austin. He's totally different now. He's way more pushy with Ava than he ever was with Maxie. With Maxie, he's like, oh, oh gosh, maybe we should just go out. And with yes, Ava, he's like, the beats, I can't get the beats of Austin are... You're such a beautiful woman, you know? Uh-huh. It's, it's, it's a lot. He was tender and boyish with mm. a maxi yeah you know but. and <laughs> with ava i mean it's different you know and Ava, like she kind of like you know she told him that you know we're not together we're not a couple mm. we're not lovers mm. we're not a couple well that's what we became but she reminds years. him of what they did all the time all the time yes <laughs> i'm only ashamed it didn't happen again <laughs> Will Ava and Austin use that knife again as four with foreplay? Asks Melissa. It's entirely possible. You guys like do Lexus? <laughs> Just wait till you see Austin and Ava together. This is something that yeah. Roger Howarth and Mara West have been dreaming about doing on screen together for a long time. Ah, uh, you know, I think they can be really fun together. <laughs> Especially if I they're going to really be devious. Yeah, but I don't want Ava to be hoodwinked at all. No, I want her to realize what's happening and go, I want in. Yeah. Because that's what she does. Yeah. You know? And I want them, you know, they would, wouldn't it be fun like when Nicholas comes back? Because he's coming back. Oh, eventually. They'll be, you know, but if Ava and uh, Austin are still, still circling around each other, that'd be fun to see what they do with that. So Ava and Austin can still be circling around each other, you know, doing bad things with bad criminal masterminds inside Windermere or whatever. Nicholas can come back, and then Nicholas can become that, that same Nicholas that he used to be. Trying to mm -hmm. wrestle the Cassidyne fortune away from the evil clutches of somebody else so the good prince can find yes. his way again. Yes. You know? That's, that's something they the, could do. That's, what, that's the story of Nicholas, really. And that's what they could do. They could do, they could do yeah. it again. They could, they could say Nicholas lost his way, and now he's trying to find it once again, always battling <laughs> back that Cassadine darkness that took over him for a number yes. of years. Yes. They could do it. Usually Laura's part of that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, Jeannie Francis is just on break. She'll be back. She could talk some good sense into Nicholas. Um, I'm hopeful that we get Nicholas back when Laura comes back. I mean, we're not going to have Valentine until she comes back. And, you know, that's missed. Mm-hmm. That's really missed. Uh, uh, could you imagine Georgie challenging Austin now? There are two peas in a weird pot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Shonda. Now Austin <laughs> would just, like, give her, like, this death stare. And she'd be like, oh. <laughs> my namesake was killed by somebody like you. And then runs away. 
Yeah. <laughs> Are you sleeping, Georgie? Georgie? Hmm? My most special friend? <laughs> hey, Liz. Uh, <laughs> Nicholas is going to go for Ace and find out that Ace is Spencer's baby, says Melissa. Uh, well, okay, all right, let's let's do it. Let, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna put a poll up, so. everybody. Um, Spencer, the daddy. Yes, or I no? think so. Ask the community, people in chat, people watching right now, everybody, go ahead and vote. Even if you're not watching, if you are watching, log in, vote, let us know. Yes or no? Is Spencer really the daddy of Ace? Let, let, let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Because, mm -hmm. you know, my mom thinks that they got drunk and forgot. I do think they, I do think that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, I mean, if she gets her memory back, she will not forget. And she'll be, oh, my <laughs> But God. I think he. That's better. He was wasted. He was wasted. He couldn't even walk that night. He was maybe, very, very drunk. Yeah, maybe she, maybe he would, maybe part of his body worked. I don't know. <laughs> Leanne shouts, bring back the parapet. Leanne, I've got good news for you. Leanne, mm -hmm. Leanne, Leanne, I've got great news for you. They are airing what they, what they, what they, what they were filming when we went to the convention and the parapet was up. I would imagine very soon we will have some parapet scenes just for you, Leanne. Just for you. So when they when they Barely come up, soon. when they come up, remember us. Remember that we told you. Remember to be excited <laughs> over that fact, and then tell everybody at the tenth floor spoiled it for you. <laughs> All right. And in the poll right now, sixty-seven percent of the people who participated said, "Nah, Spencer is not the daddy," but thirty-three percent says yes, he is. So one quarter to three quarters. I think he maybe is. I don't hey, Creative Christie. I don't know. But I, I can't wait to see all of it. I can't, oh, it's all intermingled too, you know. <laughs> the Mason, um, the Mason Austin stuff is intermingled with the Nicholas stuff, and mm -hmm. it's all, all, it's, all stuff. it's all wonderfully webbed together in a great devious crime mm -hmm. family. And nonsense. I do think, and I do think, from you know, I'm going over to Esme now. I do think that Esme killed her. Adoptive parents in some kind of bad seed kind of freaking way. So remind me if I'm wrong, Chad, or even you, Ma, if you remember. But um, is this like the first time that they mentioned, like, settled, like, suggested that Esme might have done something to her adoptive parents? I think so, because I think that there has been opinion out there, because only because as viewers, though. I feel like this is like this is the first time that they really said something about that on the show. I think so too. Because even even the nanny was, was no, afraid of Ryan, was, not Esme. And Maggie never insinuated mm -mm. ever. No, never, not once. That Esme had anything to do with her, her with her parents being gone. So I do think that Esme did something to them Seems in a bad like seat kind of way. Poisoned them or something. Son. And they good brought son. do you remember the good son? <laughs> Yeah. Well, the good son is like, you know, there's a bad seed from the 50s where it's a little girl. And then the good son, kind of the same like, story. You know, little Frodo Baggins throwing, throwing Kevin McAllister off the, exactly. off the cliff. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a movie. Anyway. <laughs> so that movie's Macaulay Culkin. He was in American Horror Story a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Bring him into Port Charles. He can, you know, Macaulay Culkin could play like um, uh, Smoltz's uh, new photographer friend or something. You know, hmm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Start writing it, Frank. Frank Valentini. Frank, you got some budget? You think you can afford Macaulay Culkin? 
you might bring in, not. you know, people of my age group to come watch your show. If you put Macaulay Culkin in it, they'll be like, Macaulay Culkin's in a soap. I got to check that out. Come on. It rolls right off the tongue, too. That's not a challenging name to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Heather, Heather suggested that Esme did something to her parents, and of course, clearly she did. Um, and maybe this is maybe this is the beginning of the end for Esme. Maybe this is going to be the big revelation that she's been a terrible serial killer this entire time. Yeah, and she and, and, and now she's dipping. like, and now she actually wants to know what happened to her parents. Right. And now that we don't have Ryan around, we can only have Esme and Heather hanging out, right, doing these things. Mm -hmm. And can you imagine once Esme fully remembers her previous life or whatever and has to like decide if I'm going to be new Esme or be back to my old ways and come to the realization that she truly is just as crazy as Heather. Well, it, and you know what? Because Heather's been on the show for decades. Esme is Heather crazy from at that age. Oh. You know, okay. Heather's murder, murderous weird ways have escalated as she's gotten older. Before, when she was, when she was 20s, Okay. She was just manipulating everybody. Okay. You know, and doing, doing things, things like giving people's pills and such to yes, get her Yes, but she wasn't full blown, you know. Like, I'm going to stab you because my BLT is wrong crazy. No, she wasn't bat dung crazy yet. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not guano crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh maybe ryan himself did what i don't know um i bet esme did oh killed 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 esme's parents um adopted parents. well it could have been it could have been maybe 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 uh i bet esme didn't do anything to her parents but a sibling did and she saw it and made her crack a little bit and made her susceptible to ryan's machinations I don't know. I don't know. Because I like the idea of Esme being nuts because her parents are absolutely bat s crazy as well. But then we're going to have people going like, well, how come crazy has to crazy? You know, does it have to be a family trait? Yes, it does. In this case, it does have to be a family trait. And I'm here for it. Uh, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that's my stance here at the death floor. Um, <laughs> I'm all ready for this soap opera to be a soap opera. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I need Esme like, like, like holding Spencer hostage in the tunnels of Windermere while uh, holding baby Ace and being like, this is what your brother does. Like just being that kind of crazy stuff. Yes. Is delicious. Like back in the day when Dorian put uh, Vicky in a, in a jail cell, you know, and <laughs> kept her captive. Or when Carly was held captive by Alcazar and all that kind of stuff. In the safe room. That's I saw stuff. some stuff about a safe room recently. Yeah. There was, there was Carly stuff. trapped in a safe room. She couldn't get out. I think there was this Tamar Baran. As, as Carly and she couldn't get out of the safe room and, and then finally so it was Elizabeth found the button and then pushed the button and then the, the door opened and Carly's like oh my god I've been trapped for so long you don't know yeah that <laughs> happened I don't know if you watched it but that happened it did. I don't remember that it did it happened it was Tamara Brunt yeah. uh, Sandy says that Esme is pure evil Heather does a little humor with her crazy mm, so maybe they're mm -hmm. very different I can't see Heather getting out unless she escapes again. No. No, she wouldn't. She yeah. Wouldn't. <laughs> uh, Frank Valentini could borrow one life to live history and give Esme DID. Can have a Vicky alter situation. I like it. You know, so maybe we can like have two that. Esmes that kind of shift back and forth between each other. Yeah, because we talked about that before. 
before. We did. And the way and the reason why we know oh that they've shifted is because Avery Pohl does that thing with her eyes where she's like. Rrr, rrr, rrr. <laughs> <laughs> Carly was locked up in Liz's house by Sonny's brother Rick, Molly's dad. Yeah. Shoot, I don't know. Get all kinds of things. I guess I guess Nikki killed Victor. Vicky Nikki. Evil evil Vicky Nikki, I guess her name is. Oh killed yeah. killed, uh, killed Victor Lord. Over on One Life to Live. She killed her own daddy. Didn't even know it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even know that just reading these names. That's so sad. Oh, it's like Luke Spencer killing his mom. And oh, his he dad. was a terrible person, though. He needed to die. Oh. He was he was fondling her. He was he was diddling. No diddlers. Yeah. Diddling's bad. Yeah, he was a diddlers. That's why he was a diddler. And she was kind of like, like, she was like blocking that out as well. But the other character knew about it kind of thing. The mm. other... The other personality knew about it kind of thing Rick it was, was going to steal morgan from carly as he was born and give it to liz because liz had lost um rick's baby we need to do some that's do some of that stuff liz show, was because... actually married to rick okay all right you know how fun greenland was we need we need we just need to get back to that sort of adventure because we're locking people in safe rooms to steal their baby to give to your girlfriend who lost their baby is prime soap material what are we doing what are we doing <laughs> why are we doing that come on general hospital let's get with the game here <laughs> uh, but instead um instead this has to be a real okay all right folks real criticism time we don't do it often here on the 10th floor not too much. Not too much, but um, I would say that the Metro Court pool has gotten far too safe for visitors, far, far too <laughs> unsafe for visitors. Um, in in this in the span of three, two, three weeks, we've had people fall in the pool day after day after day. Like, there's no lifeguard on duty. That's problem number one. Uh, number two, we got towels there for people to trip and bash their head, you know, and need CPR immediately, and then just have a completely different personality afterward. Um, in a span of 24 hours, we have a shooting and a stabbing on that yeah. pool. And people are still out there making out and applying sunscreen to each other as if nothing has gone wrong. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> um, it would be hard for me to believe that John, it would be hard for me to believe, and even though I haven't, haven't shown it, it'd be hard for me to believe that Sonny don't have a pool. At his house? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does. It's a big complex, right? Or at least, at least Carly's house was a big is a big complex. But at the Metro Court Pool, okay, so it's super dangerous. Um, I understand that they have this set up, and they're going to then they have months and months of filming, and they're like, well, let's take advantage of it while it's here. What can we do? What can be exciting? What can we write for this set? I get it. Well, actually, I get it. MK like MK like uh you know teased about that a little bit, and I poked a stick at that a little bit. We're using this thing for everything. We're using she? it for everything. She did. She did. And, <laughs> and, and lo and behold, they're using it for everything. Every crime that's going to happen is going to happen in the Metro Court Pool. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little much for one location, just in my opinion, especially when it comes to like a big public location. Um, we haven't, when it comes down to it, the number of crimes that have happened at Nina's hotel with Nina and Olivia having absolutely no reaction to it whatsoever is a little strange. It is. When it comes to it just is. storytelling perspective. Uh, 
oh my gosh they act like that place gonna run itself Come you on. know like um and then just like it should be closed down it needs to be shut down there there should be there should be two criminal investigations happening at the pool at the moment um <laughs> So. Yellow tape all over that place, right? Mm. Drain or drown that drain in the pool. Yeah, you gotta get the blood out. Disinfecting everything. Everything. Bleaching. Just every tile. Every tile out there just needs to be super clean. Like, you know, bleach the, the green stripes wrap out of those tiles. <laughs> both <laughs> Melissa and Leanne both say it is Shark Week. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's next. Maybe, maybe somebody's gonna somebody's gonna let a shark into the pool. That's gonna be a max gonna be like <gasps> Shark, everybody out. Everybody out. Are of the we pool. Gonna have, like, General Hospital Sharknado? That's weird. Oh, <laughs> even better. The sharks in the Atlantic are swooped up by a big maelstrom. <laughs> just into the into into Port Charles. Because it's, it's there on the ocean, you know, they got the harbor or whatever, right? Yeah. So <laughs> you don't want to continue um, fantasizing about Port Charles um <laughs> Sharknado with me? It looks like you're trying to get off of this. <laughs> so matt yes curtis can't feel his legs curtis cannot feel his legs no he cannot feel his legs curtis is paralyzed it seems for now for now yes i imagine a christmas time miracle recovery it's all right curtis just get out of that chair just get up and walk <laughs> reunite yourself with your family your daughter and your wife need you. Yeah. That's Father Clarence. Yeah, Father Clarence and my terrible Irish accent. It's just the worst. It. It's the worst. I hope anybody from Ireland is not offended. Father well, Clarence was faking the accent too. It's I'm okay. sure he was. I imagine this is a one one to one comparison to what that guy was bringing. Uh, um, I imagine God rest his soul. And if not, kudos for sticking with us there. Uh <laughs> Uh, the Metro Court bounce house and padded room. There we go. That's what they can replace it with. <laughs> well, I tell you, they do. They oh, yeah. And I thought I found I found it weird. Josh wanted to go hang out there. Really, he, it's just, it's just because it's a location. <laughs> it's it's because that stuff happens there, and we're not supposed to take it as like right. No, exactly. these things just happen on at this location. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's mm -hmm. whatever. It's it's so plain. You take it for what it is. Um, if and it doesn't if it doesn't sure. matter to the people there, then it doesn't. It shouldn't matter to us as the audience because it uh -huh. doesn't. It's not a part of the story. And I think that's that's something that's also important uh, to to remind ourselves on a regular basis when we're watching soaps is that we're watching a sequence of stories being told one after the other. This really isn't a timeline of somebody's life. This isn't a biography of somebody's. Mm -hmm biggest wins and losses this is one story about this person and then another story about this person and another story about this person or another yep. story that includes this person and includes this person and includes this person so when it comes down to it taking it one after the other after the other and expecting story 15 to honor what story one did and 100 percent uh you know perfection is yeah. is kind of a big ask um I think so so um and you know we, we we've had par par paralysis stories uh in the past sunny you know somebody losing the ability to walk is a soap trope just as much it as amnesia is. twins oh amnesia gosh, and paralysis yes. you know epiphany <laughs> was one that epiphany is who made sunny walk again yeah yeah or she just 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 get out of there get out. she was his nurse and she was his nurse at, at his house 
just really good nursing. The power yeah. of friendship. And then just, you know how Epiphany was. Yeah. I'm not going to take you being lazy, all right? You need to, you need no. to push she yourself. Will, Epiphany was really good at tearing you down and then building you up. Yeah. With, a, with an element of love in both directions. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, Taggart has uh, contacts with WSB. What is he saying here? If Taggart lost it, started drinking, uh, which, you know, he started, he could be the one that shot at Curtis. What? They did show, they did show, I didn't, I didn't remember that. Yeah, they they put a, did put show a little, Taggart drinking this week. They put a little booze in his coffee or something, right? What are you yes. saying Yes, I guess, he, I guess he had a little flask. It doesn't seem like we might be moving forward with the commissioner thing then. Doesn't look like it. And 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 maybe, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Taggart. I don't know what their intention is. Uh, but it looks like he might need some, he needs Marshall to talk to him is what he needs. He needs Marshall and Stella to sit him down and just be like, tell us what's wrong, what's wrong, baby. It's all right. We're going to get to the end of it. <laughs> we'll figure well, it out. I don't... <laughs> Uh, Leanne says yes. That's how Le that's how Sunny and Epiphany became besties. Is during that time yeah. where he was paralyzed. So you know maybe this is going to be a chance for bonding with other characters, or I don't know. Um, there has been a big highlight of the Ashford um, family recently, um, mm -hmm. and tangentially because of tangent. It's one of my favorite words, by the way. Tangent, tangentially. It's it's, it's a good word. It's very <laughs> applicable. Um, and they also are shining a light on like Molly and TJ, which then also illuminates the Davises in a way. So I really feel like the Ashford Robinson Davis kind of blended extended family sort of mm -hmm. thing uh, might be really prominently focused uh, in a couple of stories going forward. I feel like that's what we're getting. I like that. But, you know, we got we got we got Porsche's family filling out. We got Zeke in town. We got mm -hmm. uh, we we still got Selena Wu playing games in the back. Um, that that's that's heating up. Like things are happening in that world. Oh, definitely. Sasha stuff is happening because of the poker things, the stabbing. It, it's it's all starting to it's all starting to boil. Yep. yep. There. And Cody's gonna. Cody's Cody. No, Cody will figure this out fast. Mm -hmm. That Sasha's mental health has been. Um, well, he already, with. yeah, he already was like, I want to help her, and this is not like how she was just three days ago, um, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, even though, even though he just got stabbed, he's like, I need to get up and help Sasha, I need to help her. Well, I think he just, I think he just gets it, you know. And she didn't, she, she looked crazy at that moment, you could tell <laughs> she was vacant, she wasn't there, you know what I mean? Yeah, so you did a good job with that. Um, I, uh, um, I feel like, so Curtis is definitely going to have to deal with his medical issue of, of, of accepting life, um, not being able to walk. Um, I don't know. I'm interested in what the chat thinks and what you think too, about the immediate family reaction being so hurt and heartbroken over the fact that he can't walk. Like it was very, very emotionally disturbing, um. you know? And I just, I don't know. I don't know if, because he, he's alive. I know that he can't walk. That's a very major change, but it's like, mm -hmm. it's like they were, to me, to, to me, and this is just my own, my, me, Matt mm -hmm. only. Don't yeah. think this is you or anybody else. But my, mm -hmm. my gut wrench to all of that was like, this is as if they had said that he has also only six months to live. You know, mm -hmm. you can't walk and you're dying. And they're like, ah. yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't agree okay <laughs> um because i thought i think the moments where um they were showing that kind of like brokenness over the situation 
were um, supposed to be um, when the moments of, lo- of being alone. It, it was. They when were alone. Portia showed that, she was alone. When TJ showed that, he was alone. He you got walked in on. You're right. You're right. You know, but the times where they dealt with, um, you know, being a doctor and speaking with Curtis, mm-hmm. they have not, you know, but I think they were just showing us their moments of, of brokenness because of the situation. You ready, Taj? This this could get on your wheel. This could get on your reel if you do it right. Okay, we got one shot. Your one shot. You don't have a highball glass to throw. That is a Maurice's thing. You cannot have that. <laughs> make your choices. What are you going to do? Bam. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. It was nice. And you're totally right. It was isolated to just them. It was just their moments of just... Uh, of their dealing with yeah. it. Alessandra says, yes, yeah. this news is traumatic. Um, TJ stepping into a room to grieve was powerful, says Leanne. So mm-hmm. so good work then from General Hospital. Yeah. With this. I, I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, when they showed Curtis, I just, I thought of myself, I would have probably done the same thing. Where he's laying in the bed, he's just squeezing the hell out of his thighs, you know? Like just, <laughs> like just bruising himself. Like, I'm going to make myself feel this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So he's not going to be able to walk until Christmas. Maybe even longer. Probably not. Um, And I wonder if they're going to be going with, like, one of those, like, maybe I, I should have just let myself go situations or, or what. Because, um, I don't know. He, seemed, he just seemed really, 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 really sad. Like, really mm-hmm. sad. I, I think he's just shocked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. He I didn't know, know he, with what happened to him, he didn't even know he was in danger no, in that he, day. We, one moment he was walking toward Portia, and the <laughs> next moment he was waking up not being able to walk. Yeah, he was pretty much, you know. Like, oh, Jordan, Portia, yeah, just, and Zeke all together. This can't be. Exactly. Ooh. Run around seeing Portia, and that was it. He was not like, you know, he wasn't on no adventure or nothing. TJ out there throwing yeah. bedpans for his reel. There we go. He doesn't get a fireball <laughs> glass, but he can get a bedpan. Good work, Melissa. <laughs> but I wonder how they're going to do it, though. I wonder if they're going to wind up like him being like, I know he already had the scene where he said he was going to work, work, work to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I want therapy now and stuff. I wonder if they will have him just like, totally be angry the entire time that he's in that chair yeah or will he will he like um just embrace it as this is how it is and be like strong and confident in it you know what i mean it's gonna be the anger until he finds the confidence and then from the confidence he'll be able to walk again you're probably right i don't know and father clarence will visit him at christmas just get up and walk curtis (laughs) it's not that hard and do it. I know you can. You've been working hard on it for the last six months. <laughs> I don't know. It'll probably be much longer than Christmas because um, I'm reminded in the chat now that Curtis and uh, Portia's wedding day was Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. And that was February. It is toward the end of July. Hey, it doesn't seem like it was that long. No, but it's been a long time. It's been a long yeah. time. And we're still in the, I don't know, oh gosh, I guess they're going to have to live in the same house together and, and, and oh, that's how they're going to come bonding again is because yeah. Portia is really going to be there to help him out. Oh, and I think all the, I, I just, I see all the Ashfords doing that. I see all of them just, you know. I don't need your help. I got this. Hat Daddy too. Hat Daddy very much so. I missed all these years, son. I'm not going to miss any more. Now yeah. that you need Marsha me. Marsha will 
Marsha will be wonderful for him for this. I believe it. It's and so will Stella. Well, then I really hope for some really awesome Ashford stuff then. Um, because I, I, yeah. I think it's been good. I think there's a lot of the show has been very good. Yeah. It's very different than the rest <laughs> of Soapland, though. This this really, like, I to a degree, I, I understand why people expect such realism out of General Hospital, because it is the most grounded of the soaps that I've seen. When it just comes to presentation, when it comes to acting choices, when it comes to set design, costumes, lighting, sound, mix, everything, it's just very realistic. It's as much of a realistic depiction of the real world as you're going to get in soap operas. Um, so I understand it to a degree. Because you, you don't expect Days of Our Lives to do anything serious. No. You, you and, you know, I think, I, think part of, I think part of the reason why they're able to pull that off is, is they, they've been in that same studio forever. Yeah. A lot, a lot of seasoned veterans been working on the show for a long time, and yeah, too. You know, you know there's, a, there's so much attention being put on, like, the showrunner Frank Valentini and the head writers and, and that sort of stuff when it comes to, like, the decisions that are made and the direction that the show goes and, and what you get out of it. Um, but what's missing is props guy, Matt, who was a 40-year-old running around that set when his dad was doing that job and yeah. having that family legacy given down to him and the care and the yeah. compassion and, the, and just the heart for a general hospital that exists yeah. within that one individual because it literally has been his life. And mm -hmm. then you've got M.K. Weir, who hasn't been working with Frank Valentini for like 30, 40 yeah. years in yeah. Soapland and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of, of passion, a lot of experience, a lot of a lot of seasoned veteran experience backstage. There is. There is. It's nice. It's nice to see. It's nice to see. And I really do like to see, I really do like the port the, the the all my children references and Jackson Montgomery being there and 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 Milikaj and Colin, whoever it is, and we don't know who the wife is yet with, with Martin Gray. Yeah. Um I, I find all that stuff good. Yeah, we... and I, I think it's a great um you know like a nod to you know soap history and and what they had for abc for so long they have a lot of stuff taken off right now you know mm -hmm. the whole austin thing taken yes. off um yeah they have a lot of stuff taken off right now <laughs> savoy will have to have ada access it's federal law the savoy does not currently have ada access and we can say that with 100 percent certainty because we've been to the savoy Mm -hmm. You have to come down those steps. They're going to have to put a ramp in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, or they could just have him just being in there and we're not supposed to notice that. Yeah, yeah. He just always is able to come in. Uh, you're, but you're they show people walk down those steps so much. So much. There's, just, there's a ramp on the other side is what it is. There you go. <laughs> They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. When it comes down to it, Donnell Turner is so about, you know, making sure that GH does a good job with what they do with Curtis, then who knows? Maybe they'll put all kinds of ramps in the Savoy for him. Yes. There's a perhaps. Elevator, says Chandra. And, you know, and, and I think all of the actors, but Donnell was one of the ones that, you know, his, um, his portrayal of Curtis is so important to him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So him. Absolutely. A lot of what Curtis, a lot of what Curtis has going on for him is because of Donnell Turner's influence and urgings and meetings mm -hmm. and, we shouldn't do this. Let's go in this direction. This is what I think we should do next type of stuff. And to, no. to, to Frank Valentini's credit, he's listened to him every time, it seems. Yeah. Maybe not every time. We don't know what every time is. But no, we don't. He's listened to him on the stuff that you've on seen that Curtis does. 
<laughs> he didn't get that one love interest that he asked for. He said, I only want one love interest because I don't want to kiss a bunch of people. He did say that, didn't but now, he? But he has two. He had two now. <laughs> yeah. But I think what he doesn't want is he don't want to be a cheater. And be no, he doesn't, want to, to, he doesn't want to be kissing somebody. Like it, 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 it's just a him choice. It's just because I personally do not want to do this. <laughs> Because well, I, he kind of did that already because, you know, he's kissing on Jordan about a month ago. Eh, well, you know, whatever. Maybe he's just used to it. <laughs> what he didn't expect was that Jordan was going to be recast three times and he's going to have to wind up kissing a bunch of different people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tuck and roll Curtis. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I know that I'm going to get on the elevator. And I'm going to okay. here. That's what I'm going to do. All righty. Let's don't. get on the elevator. You can, you can stay if you want. Like always, I offer you. Now I'll get on the elevator with you. <laughs> uh, they should have made Curtis a priest. I don't understand what you're doing today, Melissa. That's why I'm walking away. I'm, walking away. <laughs> I'm getting into the elevator. Going back down to the first floor. I'm gonna, when, I, when I do, I'm going to get out of the hospital. I'm going to go into the parking garage. I'm going to turn my radio to previous episodes of the 10th floor, which you can find on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you cannot find it on your favorite podcasting platform, reach out to me on Twitter at 10th Floor GH, soon to be rebranded X, I guess. Elon Musk is crazy. Um, uh, Okay, whatever. Okay. Elon, if you want to call Twitter X from now on, I'm going to continue to probably call it Twitter. Um, anyway, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at 10th Floor GH 10th Floor GH uh, and send us a message there. If you can't find our podcast, I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, all that good stuff. Um, you can donate to the show if you would like at buymeacoffee.com slash 10th Floor. Lee Dempsey re recently did for us. Thank you very much, Lee, for your contributions. Uh, you could do so too if you want. You don't have to. It's not required, but it does help keep the server space running and all of us happy and able to do stuff and bring this show to you. Um, um, what else? What else? What else do I need to plug? Oh, like the video. Yes. Like the video. Like, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. Comment on the video if you're not in the live chat or if you come back for the replay and relive some of the memories, leave a comment at that point. Yes. yes. Um, it helps us, you guys. It helps us so much. It's a little click for you, but it means the world to us. <laughs> <laughs> they say here on YouTube, um, yep. Instagram, we're 10th floor GH on, on Instagram. Um, we're probably going to continue to do days of our live podcasts going forward. Um, so keep your eyes out for days for dummies as we days continue to bring you soap content here on the 10th floor. We're going to have to rebrand before you know it. Um, and that's <laughs> it. right. Mm -hmm. Let's go spend some time with your families. Uh, the all stars. I don't know. <laughs> the 10th floor <laughs> network. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go spend some time with your families. I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you right here next time on the 10th floor. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.